to Story Nuri. And now let's begin with the magic far away tree. Chapter 9 The Land of Dreams. The children had enough of adventures for them sometime. Their mother set them to work in the garden and they did their best for her. Nobody suggested going to the enchanted wood at all. I hope old Silky Saucepan Man got back on the tree. I hope Silky Moonface and the Saucepan Man got back on the tree safely, said Joe one day. Moonface was wondering the same thing about the kids. He and Silky talked about it. We haven't seen the children for ages, he said. Let's slip down the tree, Silky, and make sure they got back safely, shall we? It would be dreadful if they hadn't got back, and the mother, mother would be still worrying about them. So one afternoon, just after they had had their lunch and they were full, Silky Moonface and the saucepan man walked up to the door of the cottage. Beth opened it and shrieked in delight. Moonface, so you got back safely after all? Come in, come in. Silky dear, saucepan, you'll have to take off a kettle or, or you won't get through the door. The children's parents were out for a little while. The children and the friends Talked, sat and talked on, on the dining table about their latest adventure. What land is on the top of the tree now? asked Rick. Curiously. Don't know, Moonface said. Like to come and see? No, thank you, said Joe at once. We're not going up there anymore. Well, come back and have tea with us. Then Moonface, Silky's got some cupcakes, and I've made some Google Bonds, but I don't often make them, and I tell you, they're great. Google Bonds? said Beth in astonishment. Whatever are they? You come and see, said Moonface grinning. They're better than cupcakes, aren't they, Silky? Much, said Silky. Well, Fanny and I have finished our jobs, said Beth. What about you two boys? We've got about half an hour's work to do. That's all, said Joe. If everyone helps, it will only take ten minutes. We could leave a note for Mother and Father. I would love to try those Google Bonds. Everyone went into the garden to pick up, to dig up some carrots and put them into piles. It didn't take them more than 10 minutes because all of them worked so hard. They put away their tools, washed their hands, left a note from their parents and then set for the enchanted wood. The saucepan man sang one of his ridiculous songs in the way. Two tails for a kitten, two clouds for the sky, two pigeons for Christmas to make a plump pie. Everyone laughed. Joe, Beth and Fanny had had heard Moonface, I mean, 
Saucepan Man silly songs to fur, but Rick hadn't. Come on, said Rick. This is the silliest song I've ever heard. The Saucepan Man laughed off his kettles and sang. Do roses for Beth, do scoldings for Joe, do ribbons for Fanny with a whole little dough. It's a neat song to make up while you're going, said Beth giggling. Every line but the last has to begin with the word do. Just think of any nonsense you like, but the song simply makes itself. Silly, singing silly songs, they all reached the faraway tree. Saucepan Man yelled up it. Hey, what's his name? Let down a rope, there's a good fellow. It's good, it's too hard to walk up the tree today. The rope came down. They all went up one by one, pulled by the strong arms of Mr. What's-His-Name. Fanny was unlucky. She got splashed by Dame Washlock's water on the way up. Next time I go up the tree, I shall take an umbrella with me, she said angrily. Come on, said Moonface. Come and eat the Google bun and see what you think of it. Soon... They were all sitting on the broad branches outside Moonface's house, eating cupcakes and Google buns. The buns were strange. They each had a very large raisin in the middle, and this was filled with sherbets. So when you got the raisin and bit into it, sherbet flowed out of filled your mouth with the bubbles that tasted delicious. The children got a real surprise where they bit into their raisins laughing. Where they bit into their raisins, Moonface almost fell off the branch laughing. Come and see the new cushions I've got, he said to the children where they had eaten as many cakes and buns as they could manage. Joe, Beth and Fanny went into Moonface's funny roundhouse. Moonface looked round for Rick, but he wasn't there. Where's Rick? He, he's gone up the ladder to peep and see what land is on the top, said Silky. I told him not to, but he's quite a naughty boy. Gosh, said Joe running out of the house. Rick, come back, you silly. Everyone began to shout. Rick, Rick, Rick! But there was no answer. The big white cloud swirled above silently. Nobody could imagine where Rick was on earth. I'll go and see what he's doing, said Moonface. So up he went, and he didn't come back either. Then the old saucepan man went cautiously up. Step by step, he disappeared through the hole, and he even didn't come back. Whatever has happened to them, said Joe in despair. Look here, girls, get a rope out of Moonface's house and tie yourself and Silky to me. Then I'll go up the ladder, and if anyone tries to pull me up into the land above, they won't be able to, because you will pull me right back, right? Right, said Beth, and she not, and she knocked the rope. Rope round her waist and Fanny, and then round Silky too. 
Angel tied the other best end to himself. Then up the ladder he went. And before the girls knew what had happened, Joe was lifted into the land above. They were all dragged up to their feet, scrambling somehow up the ladder and through the hole in the cloud. They all stood in a field of red puppies with a tall man nearby, holding a sack over his shoulder. Is that the lot? It asked. Good, we're here something to make your sleep. He pulled out his hand of his sack and scattered a handful of the finest sand over the surprised group. In a moment, they were all rubbing their eyes and yawning. This is the land of dreams, said Moonface sleepily. And that's the Sandman. Goodness, how sleepy I am, cried Silky, taking Moonface's arm and shaking him. Don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep, she said, shaking him again. If we do, we'll wake up and find that the land has moved away from the faraway tree. Come back down the hole, Moonface. Please don't be silly. I'm so sleepy, said Moonface, and he lay down among the red puppets. He was snoring loudly, fast asleep. Get him to the hole! cried Silky, but Joe Wiggins saucepan man were yawning and rubbing their eyes, too sleepy to do a thing. Then Beth and Fanny slid down quietly into the puppies and fell asleep too. At last, only Silky was left. Of course, not much of the sleepy sand had got into her eye, and she was wide awake than the rest. She stared at everyone in dismay. Oh dear, she, she said. I'd never get down the hole by myself. I've never get everyone down the hole by myself. I have to get help. I must go and fetch what's his name and the angry pixie and Dame Washlock too. She ran off to the hole, slipped down the ladder through the cloud and slid to the broad branch below. What's his name? she cried. Dame Washlock! Angry Pixie! After a minute or two, Joe woke up from his deep sleep. He rubbed his eyes and sat up. Not far off, he saw something that pleased him. It was an ice cream seller. The man was ringing his bell loudly. Hey, Moonface! Wake up! There's an ice cream seller! Have you got any money? Everyone woke up. Moonface felt in his money bag and stared in great surprise. It was full of marbles. Now, who put the marbles there? He wondered. The ice cream man drove, drove up. Marbles will do pay for my ice cream, he said. So Moonface paid him six marbles. The man gave them each a bag and drove off, ringing the bell. Moonface opened his bag and expecting to find a delicious ice cream there, but inside there was a big whistle. That's odd, he said. Everyone else had a whistle too. How extraordinary, 
he said. This is the kind of thing that happens in dreams. Well, after all, it's dreamland, said Beth. I wonder if the, these whistle, whistles will blow. She blew hers. It was very loud indeed. The others blew theirs too. And at once, six policemen appeared nearby, running for all their worth up to the children. What's the matter? They cried. You're blowing police whistles. What's happened? Do you need any help? No, said Rick with a giggle. Then you must come to the swimming pool, said the policeman. And to everyone's surprise, they were led away. Why the swimming pool, said Fanny. Listen, policeman, we haven't got our swimming suits. Oh, you naughty little storyteller, said the policeman near to, nearest to her. And to Beth's surprise, she found that she had had on a blue and white swimsuit. And all the others had swimsuits of different colors. They came up to the swimming pool, but there was no water in it. Get in and swim, the, the policeman said. There's no water, said Rick. Don't be silly, he said again. And then very suddenly, all the policemen began to cry. And in no time, the swimming pool was full of tears. This is the sort of thing that makes me feel funny, said Joe. I don't want to swim in tears. Quick, everyone, push the policeman into the pool. And in a half second, all the policemen were kicking feebly into the pool of tears. As the children watched, they changed, they changed into blue fishes and swam away, flicking their tails. It feels like I'm in a dream, said Rick. So do I, said Joe. I wish I could get out of it. Oh look, there's an airplane coming down. Perhaps we could get in it and fly off. The plane, which was small and green, landed nearby. There was nobody in it at all. The children ran up to it and got in. Joe pushed the handle marked UP up. Off they went. And that is the end of chapter 9. We will be doing chapter 10 in the next episode. For now, goodbye.